0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a huge weekend at the top of the Scottish Premiership. We have a new leader in the title race after Rangers beat St Johnson in Perth. Celtic handed over the opportunity after they were held to a home draw against Kilmarnock and there were big wins for the likes of Livingston, Hearts and Dundee. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna. I'm going to take you back, Gordon, to August the 13th 2022. Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst were in charge of the old firm. Andy Halliday was still a mainstay in the Hearts midfield and Hugh Keevans was only 72. That was the last day Rangers were top of the Premiership. Until yesterday, and for those who didn't believe there's a title race on, believe it now. Philip Clement could have Rangers, and it's a big could. Five points clear by Saturday night. That would represent the biggest challenge of Brendan Rodgers' spell at Celtic, any spell at Celtic. As Roger pointed out, 18 months since we've sat here on the Monday show with Rangers top of the league, more pent-up frustration from Celtic and the fans, and me and Gordon are sitting here ruining that man, Lauren Shankman. <sighs> at what point does the question go from, is he on the plane, to is he starting? 01419511025, that is the number you need, so come on down. If Saturday night is anything to go by, we could be in for a lively phone-in. Celtic fans, I would imagine... You are still angry, frustrated, disappointed, whatever it may be, at that result in isolation. And then, of course, compounded by the fact that Rangers go and do their bit, move top in Perth yesterday. For you Rangers fans, how pleasing is it? As Andy says, the first Monday in a year and a half, you come out the weekend top of the table. How does that feel? Can you see yourself stretching off into the distance or are there still more twists and turns to come, do let us know 01419511025 It was a lively game at Livy Stephen Robinson and St Mirren fans Having a wee disagreement Motherwell fans, you want to put any questions To Andy Halliday, you'll be desperate for him to be fit For this weekend I'm sure 01419511025 Roger Hanna, result of the weekend please Result of the weekend Any time one of the old firm loses it's, uh, There's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth But I think maybe the achievements of Kilmarnock Have somewhat been overlooked They've beaten Celtic twice They've beaten Rangers once And now they've gone to Celtic Park And got a point It was not a smash and grab They thoroughly deserved it It took them to the 93rd minute When young David Watson came off the bench to score But Derek McInnes, David Watson The Kelly team deserve plaudits I feel as if it would be wrong of us that Livingston get their first win in what feels like 18 months to not give them the result of the weekend. So huge props to David Martindale and his men. Gives them that little bit of hope going into that relegation battle from now to the end of the season. They carried the luck, but sometimes you need that when it's your first win in a while. Don't mind it. Goal. Goal of the weekend. Who's getting the nod? Um, I'm going to go back to Friday night. Scott Brown. No, not oh, that one. How could you not? Um, off the bench for Wraith Rovers. Two minutes from time. Second versus first in the Championship. And he won it for Wraith with an absolute howitzer. Well, I'll stick to the, the Premier League and I'm going to go with Mohamed Diamandi. Rangers will be hoping that their January recruits can make an impact from now to the end of the season. The first real moment of quality, must be said, within the game came at that point on his, his weaker right foot, it must be said as well, struck sweetly into the bottom corner. Okay, what about Howler? Who was howling at the weekend? That can got be options, Roger. Players, refs, got whatever options. you want. Well, not players, not refs. Huh? What about supporters? What about this St Mirren fan? Causing Stephen okay. Robinson 
a great degree of angst at the Tony Macaroni. Um, I'm not quite sure what was said to Stephen Robinson. The suggestion is the fan was questioning the heart of his St Mirren team. This is a St Mirren team who had achieved their highest league position in 40 years last season and could beat it this season. Bad day at the office on Saturday, but I'm not sure Stephen Robinson deserved the, uh, the vitriol that was directed towards him. Well, that leads me into mine. I think the fans should have been directing a frustration to St Mirren's finishing with Gismar Hill over the weekend and in particular Mikel Mandron what has happened to the penalty takers of Scottish football no one can score a penalty he'll not get that Scotland call he was looking for <laughs> not even just that I think I mean we could count four or five glorious opportunities Mikel Mandron at the back post as well Charles done in the last minute how St Mirren haven't scored a goal at the weekend I'll never know ok and that leaves us top man top performer of the weekend well, I've not been in the studio here since last Monday um, and Andy's not been in since the last time Motherwell won. So I'm going to go for the last seven days a back catalogue of work for the Rangers captain, James Tavernier. Three assists against Ross County on Wednesday night. Two goals against St. Johnson yesterday. It takes him to 120 Rangers goals. He is the third highest Rangers goal scorer of this millennium. Only Chris Boyd and Alfredo Morelos have got more than him. He deserves the award. Gordon, I'm sorry in advance. You know what's come. You used to, hold on. If you're about to pick who I think you're about to pick, you used to pick him every week when you were a Hearts player. Have you now forgotten that you've moved on? You're supposed to leave that life behind. Well, unfortunately, I can't pick Theo Bear this <sighs> week, so I've got to go for Lauren Shankland. 25 goals in all competitions, and we're only in February. And as I said at the top of the show, mm-hmm. I think the question now is on is he on the plane to the Euros gone? Did you and your teammates discuss like marking him? Like the kind of novel well, I concept. Gonna, I was gonna of... make that point. I know you were in here, Andy and uh-huh. I were at Tinkcastle, you were in the studio, I may not have seen it. Would, so it, would it be worth trying see, to see to the stop spacing him? the spacing between the three of us mm-hmm. just now? That's like the spacing between the Motherwell centre halves and Lawrence Shanklin right. on Saturday. Okay. Why do you not give Motherwell marking for your howler then? Credit where it's due Well done Lawrence <laughs> No one likes to show off 01419511025 Stuart is a Celtic fan On the line How would you sum up Your feelings after that weekend Stuart? How you doing Pano? You alright? Good, good. How are you? Uh, I know It was an absolute disgrace Our performance It was, it was just boring um, In comparison To what we're, what we're used to So I'm very upset uh, I'm very upset And it's probably time For a bad change In the Celtic headquarters in terms of manager, new manager, yeah, the new manager, board, um, the ma- massive change he's done. Hmm. We got a bit of this on Saturday night, Roger. I, I mean, I get if you're as frustrated as Celtic fans are, you're going to lash out in various directions. It's still entirely possible. Brendan Rodgers goes back to the top of the table next weekend. Yeah, uh, at that stage, um, I don't think we're at the stage where Brendan Rodgers is in danger of losing his job. Um, I, I genuinely don't think that um, Celtic are in a bad run of form I Even I was surprised That you know the poor performance The level of the performance against Kilmarnock at the weekend Because as we said at the top of the show It wasn't really A smash and grab at all Kilmarnock deserved their point And it took me back to one the other week Was it the Ross County game You know Celtic led from the first minute Couldn't get the second goal The game kind of petered out And you know Ross County might have Got up the part But they didn't Celtic won 1-0 I thought Saturday They had all the hallmarks Are the same Brendan Rodgers said afterwards He thought Celtic were going to Get away with it But David Watson Didn't allow them To get away with it They dropped points And You know The the way the fixtures are We we discussed in the show On Saturday How you know Celtic played first Then Rangers played Then this 
forthcoming weekend Rangers play first and Celtic play it's kind of played into Rangers hands a wee bit Gordon because if they beat Hearts and I, I do believe it's a big if the form Hearts are in there's suddenly a five point gap and I think it was yourself who mentioned in the show on Saturday none of us know what this Celtic team is going to be like chasing because we've never seen it similarly don't necessarily know what Rangers will be like leading so that's no. what's going to be interesting Stuart how bad are we talking performance wise because sometimes you know it gets all a bit hysterical after a game, how bad did you think it was? It was, it, it was just boring thinking compared to what we've had with obviously Ange Postacoglu. And you've seen players in the park, yeah, Kuhn and Kyogo. You know, Kyogo was frustrated, getting upset and whatnot. And it's just, it's just there's clear frustration. And, you can, and it's clearly prominent in the dressing room. I think the, I think the players after the game had a wee, a wee chat with each other. Um, but we need, we need to get Rogers out and we need to sort of move on. Uh, eminently I don't think that's going to be the case uh, I, I think calls for, for Rogers to leave or, or, or walk away over the top for me I'm also very conscious that their next game's against Motherwell Gordon so any anything I say against them I'm fully expecting a better Celtic next week but I don't think that Celtic's issues can be pointed in one direction whether that be the manager the board the players uh, I think it's spread across across the board really but I think a big thing is they seem to have lost that sort of ruthless streak that they had at the start of the season and last year where if they go 1-0 up, they quickly get a second, or they create 3-4 chances, and they put one or two or three of them away. I think now we're seeing them sometimes be pretty wasteful, mm. not only in, uh, in the attacking sense, but in both boxes. I was just going to Stuart, remember a couple of weeks ago, after the draw-up at Petaudry uh, with Aberdeen, there was a lot of your fellow Celtic fans coming on criticising the board, and the January spend, etc, etc. And I asked one of the callers that night, when does that criticism get turned round on Brendan Rodgers and the team? And it's turned around very quickly on Brendan Rodgers and the team. There was a couple of callers on the, the phone in on Saturday night demanding that he goes now. You're saying something similar. All the Celtic fans are entitled to their opinion. But what I was going to ask you was, if Rodgers were to go this week, what would Celtic do? What would what would you like to see Celtic do? I thought obviously try and recruit. You know, but the, the, the names that come in my in my head at the moment, you're looking at uh, David Boyce, uh, obviously. Steve Clark would have potential also with the Euros coming up. I'd probably post Euros, but I'd, off the top of my head, there's no, there's no sort of any manager I can think of at the moment. What, what about yourself? What do you think? It certainly feels very early to have that that type of discussion. Um, I know it gets people going, but Stuart, do you know what I was wondering as well? Is is that the annoying, extra annoying part of this? The fact that it maybe wasn't that much of a surprise. Did you kind of see this coming in in recent weeks? Uh, that's the thing. I don't, I don't. I don't see it coming. You know, obviously the Aberdeen result uh, up to Tordy was a bit was a bit bland, and that you know that was that could have potentially been coming. But that that Kilmarnock game, that we should we should have absolutely hammered him. Mm. Um, and obviously the goal difference, you know, good three, four, four, no one, and that's that shouldn't happen. Having said that, does a lot of the frustration also come from the fact that? Rangers sacked their manager Celtic were seven points clear I don't know did you, did you think it was going to be a bit of a procession at that point? It's, aye and like, like Rogers said in his press conference before the Kilmarnock game you, you need to be ruthless in this game there's only two teams in Scotland and one team needs to be, be good and Rangers were ruthless and when, when they weren't good and it's clearly paid dividends so what they'll do at the moment when they come on mm, Thank you to Stuart kicking us off not happy man what about Michael? Michael how, how did you feel after the weekend's performance? Absolute disgusted, Gordon. Absolute disgusted. As I spoke to my mum on the way out of the ground, we're basically handed the Rangers. The Rangers are like tight on their left, handed them on that. 
My absolute disgusted. Did you say you wouldn't speak to your mum on the way out the ground? What did she do wrong? Oh, no, my mum was spoken the way out. We were talking on the way out. Basically, oh, right, right. I thought you said you wouldn't speak to her because you were so angry about the full thing. Oh, oh, I spoke to her the way out, and we were basically, as I said to her, ever since a certain Peter Lowe was going back in the door, we have fought, faltered down the league. I'm actually disgusted what we've spent in the summer in January and the summer. Mm. Well, how do you feel about how do you feel about the players and manager at the moment? Brendan needs to go. He's not got a clue what he's doing. He doesn't have a scrub what he's doing. His tactics are not working. It's been one up top, then twenty two, then changing your mind. They've gone. You need to go. It's not good enough. I've seen a lot of tactics, Andy. Um, credit to Kilmarnock, by the way, for their tactics. Bound to get lost in all of this, yeah. as it so often does. Um, are the tactics wrong, quote, or are, are players not been been brave enough? You know, I've seen some clips doing the rounds of Celtic not passing forward when they should, and I can't, I don't know, are they being told to do it that way, or, or are there actually opportunities there that players aren't taking because either they're not good enough or they're underperforming or whatever? Well, I think when you're at Celtic, uh, I think domestically your tactics very, very rarely change all your style because you're supposed to dominate the ball, you're supposed to win games of football. And we've seen Celtic's current style and current tactic be good on certain occasions, but we've not seen it being consistent enough. And specifically since the winter break, we're just seeing them, as Brendan Rodgers described it, getting away with it. And he thought it was going to be another case of them getting away with it. Similar to the Ross County game with the 1-1-0, similar to the Hibs game where they end up winning 2-1. Uh, but I, I, I still find it worrying... Uh, how individuals are performing uh, and Kyogo listen again gets his goal at the weekend but two touches he has in the opposition's box for me that's nowhere near enough for someone of his ability his mm. movement his awareness in the box to only touch it twice for me something something's went wrong there there are in football you get a crisis and you get a Glasgow crisis and they're a bit different we've been we kind of spent last week debating that didn't we because Brendan Rodgers was very strong on it uh, Roger are we in the midst of a Glasgow crisis here for Celtic? Well, like, how, how bad is it? Listen, um, there have been Celtic supporters, Gordon, you, you're on this show six days a week, I don't need to tell you. Celtic supporters have been coming on to this phone in for weeks, speaking like this, almost predicting the results were going to go like this. And I was sort of, I, I actually thought they were a wee bit OTT, and I thought, oh, you know, Celtic, we've seen this before, Celtic will just snap out of it mm-hmm. and start playing and everything will be fine. And this, you know, this isn't really a crisis. But they haven't snapped out of it. And they've gone from being seven points ahead to being two adrift. They could be five adrift by Saturday tea time. So maybe a lot of the Celtic fans that had phoned in were right all along. I mean, Michael, you said you were disgusted after the game. Have you calmed down a couple of days on or is this one, is this still hurting? It's still hurting because obviously, see them across the city, they're not that good. I don't care what MD says, they're not that good. To be honest, but it still hurts. They're sitting top of the week because I'm getting they've got mates that are Rangers fans that are flagging, so it's like it's no nights at the moment. But how's your mum taking it, Michael? Well, I don't know. I've always spoke to her, Gordon. To be honest, uh, and I just like I've not spoke to her. Obviously, I'll see her tomorrow. So I'll speak to her more tomorrow. But well, thank you very much to Michael for sharing his thoughts. Nothing worse than getting slagged off your mates. That's really what's at the core of all this for everybody, isn't it? It's the bra- it's the bragging rights bit. Absolutely. Um, just yeah, like that, that's last life in Glasgow. <laughs> Great time to call. We'll get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here And as you might expect The phone lines are very, very busy So patience is required My apologies if we don't get through as many As we would like Scott is a Celtic fan Next up, there's been strong words used already Scott, the last fan was disgusted After the weekend How would you sum up your feelings on it? It's going to part three, mate Gonna ratty part three. I've read it. I've been on three times this season since um, December. Um, after watching what I can only describe as abject performances for the team, and I keep hearing Brendan Rodgers coming out and talking about quality this and quality that. I'm I'm sorry, but I think he's coaching the life out of the team. Not he loses the ball. We seventy percent possession on Saturday. Yet had less shots in target than Kilmarnock. We've got wingers that don't take men on. He made, he made a statement at the start of the season. We've been struggling up front. Cable's been in and out of the team. Um, O's been in. We brought the big boy Adam and Diane. He said at the start of the season, and this was Brendan Rodgers' words, you mind that he's seen guys in Maeda as a centre forward. Tyson Maeda's never played up front from yet. Why make these statements? He sees him as a centre forward, plays him in the wide, wide and the right, when he's got five other wingers there, and I include Leela Bada. Um, even Rocco Vata on the bench we're crying out for something a bit different somebody that's no getting any inhibitions no fears no nothing I didn't even give him 15 minutes to say go out there son and go and see what you can do for me can any of you guys can anybody actually see what I'm, what I'm looking at I'm looking at a team that's scared to lose the ball that's my opinion I just think we don't want to lose the ball and I can't for the life of me work out how you score goals if you're two centre halves touch the ball more than any other player on the team well, this is the technical, tactical difference between Brendan Rodgers and Ange Postecoglou. Scott's making the point. Stuart, the first caller tonight, was saying it's boring, and it's you watch it. Ange Postecoglou wanted to get the ball forward, and he wanted to get the ball forward quickly. That doesn't mean long ball football. You know, Jota and Rio Hitati can never be accused of playing long ball football, but there was an intensity to it. There was a directness to it. And the ultimate aim was to get the ball as quickly in from wide areas to Kyogo as possible for Kyogo to put it in the back of the net. And if the ball was lost somewhere in there, the lost possession somewhere in there, then the intensity turned to getting the ball back very quickly and going again. And that's where the we never stop thing came from, Gordon. Brendan Rodgers was never going to be like that. He hadn't been like that first time around and it was... Unrealistic to expect him to be like that this time. He plays the way he wants to play and it's not working to the same level of effectiveness as it was first time round under Brendan Rodgers. I, I still keep wondering how much it's by design though, Andy, because few and far between, granted, but there have been moments, you think Atletico Madrid, you think some of the oh, Champions yeah. League, you think I think you know parts of Aberdeen at home, I can't really remember the others off the top of my head, where it hasn't looked too dissimilar. So... What, what, you know, are we supposed to believe Brendan Rodgers is randomly, sporadically deciding to come away from it? Then on the point about the wingers, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty certain Brendan Rodgers isn't telling his wingers to not try and beat people. So does that then either fall on their shoulders as players or is the recruitment not good enough because the players aren't good enough? There's no way he can be no. telling his wingers to not try and beat people. No, and I'll take a few of your points because I think... I think you're right I think we've seen Celtic's top level at times this year and it's been very good I don't think we've seen it enough domestically but, need it, yeah. no, but in terms of the wingers something that interests me is that 
everyone felt that Celtic were going to sign that pacey direct winger to come in and start the team straight away but when I watch Nicholas Kuhn he plays on the right hand side and he's always wanting to drift inside the pitch and when he's taking people on he's wanting to drive inside but when teams are so compact like quite often Celtic face he's driving into bodies whereas you look at last season whether it was a Maeda or a Jota their job was to stay high and wide on the touchline when they get the ball positive go forward but Nicholas Kuhn wants to drive in, in, in the middle pitch he's always looking for these one twos but he's forming into bodies and that's actually where Kilmarnock's goal stems from when he dives into the middle of the pitch and he tries to play a one two in amongst five six bodies they lose the ball and actually when you look back I think his reaction to losing the ball is really poor and then within 10 seconds it's equaliser the, the winger thing is easy to resolve Celtic's best two wingers under Ange Postecoglou were Jota who's no longer at the club and Dyson Maida who this season had that bad injury after they were sent off in Madrid and then was away at the Asian Cup and hasn't had a decent run in the team um, Lila Bada would be your first reserve almost he can't play in the team at the minute so you're then looking at Palmer, new Kuhn, new Yang, new Tilio, new and away again none of them are good enough to pa- come in and do what Jota, Maeda and Abada did in their pomp and Palmer's another one that wants to drift inside to the pitch on his stronger right foot and again sort of enclosing that space but I don't think it's talked about enough I think when games like the weekend against Kilmarnock where it is a bit slow and uh, the need tempo increased I think the, the the lack of real hit in the Celtic side is so apparent that industrious, that pace, that energy and I think in games like that you realise how much you're really missing mm, Scott, you said you were scunnered can this be pulled back well, have you written off the season already I mean we, I know we dive in here and we're a bit knee jerk but is it how bad is it how bad are we talking see, see when you said earlier you said that you don't think Brendan Rodgers is telling him not the, the wingers not to take players out. Now, that's not what I meant what I meant was it seems to be he's a possession based player see if you take somebody on one and one 50% you go by him 50% you don't the possession's lost see I think that the, the players are scared that if they're not doing as a manager tell them they'll be on the team is what I was meaning more than anything else. No, I don't think the league's lost yet. There's still two games to be played against Rangers. So that, potentially, you've got six points here that could be a four-point swing. Um, do I think Rangers will go through the season without losing any other games? No, I don't. Probably, I think they'll drop points somewhere, as we will. Um, but right now, unless, in my opinion, unless he changes his tactics or the way we're starting games, I mean, they're still not playing with two men up front. Kilman had more shots in target than us on Saturday at home. That's just outrageous for a team that's seventy percent possession. That's just where are we going? That's that's my problem. I just don't see. They said that Michael Beale didn't have a game plan last year. Well, Brendan Rodgers is running about that map now. That's my opinion anyway. Well, well, let's hear from the man himself. He says Celtic uh, do deserve to be criticised for that one-all draw at home to Kilmarnock at the weekend. I can't say it looked like up until the end we'd get away with it. That it would be a good result on the back of a poor performance, but uh, but we didn't in the end. So poor result, poor performance, and uh, yeah, we lacked authority with the, with the ball. We lacked composure and all the things that you need to do to uh, uh, to control the game and look nervous on the ball. And you know, especially second half, created nowhere near what we would want to. You know, whatever comes our way today, we would deserve that. I've said it. Number of times we've uh, we, we've played okay and got the results and and that momentum was was building. You know our last performance against the Marin on a tricky pitch was a really professional, good performance. But today it was it wasn't that. So uh, I feel for the supporters. There's been a lot of anger and frustration already out there, Barry. Who's next on the line? Where do you sit on it all? 
Um, I'd, 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 how are you doing, panel? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd phoned a couple of weeks ago and I'd, I'd seen it. I'd seen this coming. Um, I'd seen it coming against Hearts. This kind of pedestrian-based football. But my, my, my point, my point is, um, not that I was surprised by that performance at all. My point is, the Celtic board brought in this guy, um, Brendan Rodgers, on a massive contract, massive, massive money. Now. In my opinion, the Celtic board are tone deaf to these things because we went through when we were trying to get ten in a row with Neil Lennon. They, they they kept on they they kept with Neil Lennon, tried to show him the benefit of the doubt. It didn't happen. It didn't work. Um, I'm of the opinion that there's a power struggle in Celtic part in terms of the recruitment and who and who plays and stuff because it's quite apparent. All all our summer signs and uh, the, the the two that we've made. And one apart from uh, Ida is the only one that kind of gets a regular game now. Um, Palmer's kind of hooked at half time, has been no good enough. The rest don't even play. So I think there's a power struggle in Celtic Park. I think, uh, yet again, the fans are paying the price for it because the board brought this guy in and they'll be very slow to move him on, in my opinion. I mean, you think we should think about that now, Barry? I mean, we, we mentioned it at the top. You don't need me to tell you that technically. One game can change this And Celtic can go back top Are we actually at that stage Where these conversations need to take place? I, I, I personally do not see How he can change this His style of football This is ex- very very similar To when before he left To go to Leicester This is the same Pedestrian Slow Probing passing football I don't see it getting any better I don't see how He can motivate these players I really don't Unless he comes up with a different style altogether, which I don't think he will, I don't see the point in continuing with this guy. Now, if if, if the Celtic board want to continue with him, that's fine. The Celtic supporters will do. They're talking with their feet and with their money. And that seems to be the only thing the Celtic board react to is a falling share price, in my opinion. It does seem like it's a bit of everything. You know, we mentioned those recruitment obviously plays a big part yeah. if Celtic signed anyone that's really coming in and impacting in a meaningful way in either of the windows at least Palmer about as close yeah, maybe and even, off the boil. in recent weeks um, and then because you can't get them right all the time who's been made better that's already there when Brendan Rodgers first came in in his first spell he made loads of players better and Ange Postecoglou made loads of players better you're, you're and for unfortunately for the Rangers fans Philippe Clement has made loads yeah. of players better so it does feel like the, the negative aspects of this are kind of spread across the board. You're looking at the first half of the season at the time the Celtic were building that seven point lead, Gordon. And clearly, Matt O'Reilly and Liam Scales were two players who had been improved greatly sure, fair. this season. Um, they have gone off the boil. Um, the captain, who is an outstanding player and has had an outstanding Celtic career and has won however many domestic honours, is not playing at the top of his game just now. Um, Gordon DL mentioned it two or three weeks ago and he's been proved correct at the minute Kyogo for all that he scored the goal against Kilmarnock at the weekend is not producing the numbers that he produced in two seasons under Ange Postecoglou so, so you're right in saying we're touching Dyson Maida as well and a lot of it's not Maida's fault you know he's injured and then he's away at the Asian Cup so he hasn't had the contribution that he's had in the previous 18 months either so it is a lot of contributory factors in there, there's injuries at the back as well. No Carter Vickers, who's the club's best defender. Alistair Johnson's been out. Greg Taylor only come back at the weekend there. Hitati, as Andy said, is a big miss in the middle of the park. 
Abada can't play at the minute so there are lots of different factors but what it has done when you put them all together it has put Celtic into a position that in the first half of the season you would never have seen them being in I was talking to a, a friend Gordon uh, after the game last night and uh, I was basically just saying to him that last month of, of, of this January transfer window really reminded me of the 21-22 seasons Angie's first year where I think Rangers were 4 or 5 points uh, going into the January transfer window and you just felt that it was massive and it was going to have a huge bearing on where the title was going to go to the, towards the end of the season and in that January transfer window as Postecoglou brought in Matt O'Reilly Daisa Maeda and Rio Hattati and I think Rangers brought in Ahmed Diallo and uh, Aaron Ramsey and the significant difference in impact between the Celtic mm-hmm. signings and the, uh, and the Rangers signings for me is what shifted the title towards Celtic towards the end of the season. And I know we're very, very early, but you already see signs from Diamande, from Cortes, and Fabio Silva's going to make an impact, although it might not be the goals return that Rangers won. But I think the early signs, and of course they are early, Adam Idai scored a couple of penalties, but is he better than Kyogo? I don't think so. And if Celtic are going to play that lone striker, it's still Kyogo. And Nicholas Kuhn, I don't think, as it stands, although very early again, is justifying the price tag that he was bought for. I mean, Barry, you've said there that you don't see this turning around. Given that Celtic were seven points ahead, that, that must be quite hard to take at this point in the season. Um, I, get, I, I mean, again, I, it, is, it is pretty hard to take knowing that where we were and now where we are. You know what I mean? Um, but as I said, from the start of the season, there's not been a particularly great performance. I, I think Hearts away when we beat them 4-1 in Aberdeen at home when we won six 0 they've been like two good performances. I can't I can't really name any others that have been outstanding performances as in compared to Brendan Rodgers' first time around. I just as I say, I just don't see this getting any better unless we get the new manager bounce. Again, I'm not paid millions of pounds to think on who who the new manager would be. Um so that's something for the Celtic board to decide and earn their wage in my opinion. But you think definitely this this doesn't this doesn't turn round unless something drastic happens. Definitely, I think so. I just I'm I'm sorry. I just I really don't see how he turns this around. Mm. I don't I don't see it. Thank you very much to Barry. Let me tell you about this before we go any further. Clyde one. Now, I know it might feel like nothing would cheer you up, Celtic fans, but how would £134,000 sound? I'm sure it would at least make a dent. Last time out on Make Me A Winner, someone picked up the phone and they said, hello, which, as you should know by now, is problematic in this competition. That'll never do. It means it's a rollover, and if you want to be the beneficiary, it takes yes to 61025, takes are £2, plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2, or call 0330-880-4523, and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. Uh, entries since Alpa 1 on Friday have rolled over, so all the other rules for this network competition can be found online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away to win £134,000. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Scunnered, disgusted. These are the words that the Celtic fans are using to describe their weekend with family fallouts and all the rest of it. Keep your calls coming. What about you Rangers fans? I know the way it works. I know sometimes you all like to sit back and wait to hear the disappointment from the other side of the city. 
and the shoe can be on the other foot sometimes but Rangers fans what did you make of yesterday Billy is in Hag Hill how's it going Billy? How you doing Pan? How you doing guys? Hi, Billy. Billy Billy it's um, been 18 months since we started a week with Rangers top of the table how does that sound? how does that feel? It feels absolutely fantastic Roger because we've uh, we've had a long slog a long hard slog to get to where we are now and it's all the Celtic fans coming on and they're funding us the title we've, we've grabbed that title with Bay fans come on come into a pure Catastrophe, yeah, team. When he came in, you know what I mean. Certainly, had, had, had us wrote off before Christmas. You know what I mean. Seven points clear. Rogers, with his comments, I think he's already put four Rangers managers away, and the fifth one when he when he, when he bought him. Look how, look how the tables are turned now. This is this is your title now to, to, to lose. You know what I mean. Come Saturday, as Roger was saying, after five o'clock, we could be five points clear before before Celtic kick a on Sunday. You know what I mean, and I think it's all all, all things good for Rangers, isn't it? You know what I mean, not right. It happens at Celtic. You know what I mean, but you've got to think the positive for Rangers. It's not just about Celtic finding this title. Come on, come in. I think it's nineteen, twenty games unbeaten. You know what I mean, and it's just been. It's you've got a tune a team that even Paul Daniels can get a tune. I don't know about the numbers on the unbeaten Celtic um, run, but. Yeah, it has to be both. We always do this. I do, you know, it's not that they're bad; it's that we're good. It obviously has to be both. If Celtic are seven points ahead, all Philippe Clement can do is keep winning, yeah. and then at some point, though, he's going to need to hope that that Celtic, because the, the swing's actually been made even more impressive in the other games against other opponents, because Celtic beat Rangers. So, you yeah. know, that was a, that stretched the lead even further, or could have stretched the lead even further. Yeah, well, they're not nineteen twenty unbeaten, but they've won forty nine points at fifty four available to them. Obviously, the only drop points being Aberdeen in the game that was won each. Well, Rangers were actually very, very good in the game, and obviously the old Firm game. But what Clement's done is he's came in. Was it the end of October, start of November? November. And he initially, in that eight weeks period, got the best of what was available to him. There was an upturn in performances from John Lundstrom, Sergio Dessers. Abdullahima, even though he was playing decent at the start, but his goal return stayed the same. Even Yilmaz came out for the boy and started playing well, and then he bided his time to the January transfer window. And although I actually thought that they weren't active as they maybe should have been, but like I said earlier on the top of the show, I think the three that have came in, you can already see that they're going to add to what they already had and make an impact on the team. And what's even more impressive is they're still battling in all three competitions, and they're winning these games while making three, four, five changes. From a game to game basis Billy you sound pretty excited about it all Was that the weekend you think that, that really swung it do you, do you expect Rangers to go and win the league from here Well being a Rangers fan I have got to be positive And be a guy I think we'll win them in, I think we'll do the treble this year now I do think we'll do the treble And plus we're still in Europa Europa League as well So it's, it's all looking good you know what I mean It's It's been doing and with Rangers In the last deal came in And also the Carroll and Van Bronckhorst And then Clements came in And it was sort of a not really known to a lot of people, you know what I mean? But he's come in and he's he just he's managed to and even as Andy was, Andy was saying there, he's transferred business in January, all right, it was only a few players brought in, but the players he brought in all look quality players, you know what I mean? As, as he says, each game now we're making about four or five changes in a game for a second off because we've got players coming up now that will come on and they're playing like for light for the players they're replacing. You know what I mean? So every, so nobody's gonna keep us that place now, you know what I mean? So everybody's the dressing room's all in good harmony. The team's in good time, but the fans, even the fans, you know, the atmosphere at Ibrox now is just total different. You know what I mean? From the start to the finish, you know what I mean? The fans are behind the team, and that's generating onto the team now. You know what I mean? And it's we're, we're losing in confidence. You know what I mean? I can't see us losing this. I, I don't why the uh, I don't why jinx myself. You know what I mean? But I can't see us losing this now. I just I just can't see it, wasn't it? What significance would you attach to yesterday, yeah. Roger? It wouldn't have been beyond the realms of possibility. 
that Rangers get presented this opportunity. There's all the hype, all the expectation, but you go there, it's not a brilliant pitch and all the conditions and all that, and all of a sudden Rangers draw and the fans go, look at this, bottled it, can't believe it, and then you know, all the negativity starts. Yeah, to was, go and do it in such a kind of hassle-free manner. I was driving home from Tynecastle on Saturday night, having watched the Andy Halliday derby, and the last words so from the watch it. Well, indeed. The last words from Hugh Keevens on the show on Saturday night were, and Rangers will be five points clear next Saturday. And I just thought, mm. here we go. Because Rangers have a lot of, if Rangers are going to win the league, Billy, they have a lot of hurdles to clear. And the first one was a psychological one yesterday. Um, the previous two midweeks, Rangers needed to score however many goals to actually go top of the league. And to beat Aberdeen, didn't quite score the goals. To beat Ross County, didn't quite score the goals. And they had another chance to go top yesterday. And I'm sure Billy and his fellow Rangers fans, if they've been honest, before 12 o'clock yesterday, there must have been a wee thought that says, oh, I wonder, I wonder, they could drop points today. But they didn't. They won. They won at a canter in the finish. And the next hurdle is Hearts. 11 wins and a draw in their last 12, I think. Um, they will come to Ibrox with a grudge the way they lost two goals in stoppage time last time out to lose the game they have Lauren Shankland who is the most prolific goal scorer in the league so that is a hurdle Rangers must clear then Kilmarnock nobody needs to tell Billy or anyone else about Kilmarnock this season it's rugby park the following Wednesday there will be two substantial hurdles for Rangers to clear but the biggest hurdle of them all for me is beating Celtic the next old firm game April the 7th at Ibrox. Rangers haven't won a meaningful league game against Celtic since Philip Hollander scored in August 2022. If Rangers can get these wins against Hearts and Kilmarnock mm. and Celtic, then Billy's right to think they yeah. can be champions. I know, I know but, we make a lot of it, but Rangers are top having lost both head-to-heads. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I know we put so much emphasis on them, but yeah. it can, anyway. And I still expect Rangers and Celtic to drop points to teams outside of Rangers and Celtic. I still don't think that is going to be the be and end all of where this title race ends up. But Billy says something which I do think is really important to talk about. We talked about the atmosphere within the place. And I've listened to Stuart, Michael, Scott and Barry all phone up today saying they've seen that game against Kilmarnock coming. In the last 20 minutes, the last 25 minutes, they see the anxiousness they sense at the stadium. The equaliser eventually comes. Now, I was watching the game on the telly. I wasn't there to you know, feel the full atmosphere, but I watched the Aberdeen game on telly last week. And Rangers, three, four months ago, if it's one each with 25 minutes to go in a must-win game, would have been a stark, stark contrast to the atmosphere that I heard on the telly when it was one each with 20, 25 minutes to go last Wednesday against Aberdeen. It just it felt as if the, the, the stadium still had a sense of belief in this team that we're going to go and get, uh, get the win. Mm, let's hear from, well, thank Billy for his company tonight and hear from Philippe Clement. He says the only way to be successful is focusing on themselves, not the table. He's been big on that messaging. Um, but he says the whole squad is in a great place. We're really busy with that because it's of no use. We're just focused on ourselves and uh, we will continue in that way uh, the next weeks and the next months. It's the only way to be successful and uh, and the players understand really well. We're not looking at that. We, our challenge is to, to be every week better, every month better. Not every game you can be better, that's impossible. But we try to do that, to, uh, to develop as individuals, as a team, to become better, to adapt to, to circumstances, to get experience together. So you learn out of every experience. And uh, and the guys are really 
for the moment like a sponge, getting all the information inside and, and doing the right things with it, what we ask. So uh, that's a good way. So this is what I want. This is what I'm going to be really tough on also, that I want to see an ambitious team who wants to become better and better and not looking at others, just at ourselves. But they all feel that they are in a special study and that it can be a really special study. How important is that next psychological challenge then, Andy? We, we just touched on it earlier about Rangers now leading 18 months since we've been in this situation. I don't know, do you think that, that is different as a player or do we make too much of that from the outside? I think we have two very unique clubs in Glasgow where the expectation is to win every single game no matter who you're playing against. So I, I don't see it changing too much, but I do get the the sense of anticipation where it's the first time Rangers have been leading the pack for a long, long time. How can they handle it? What I do think helps, and again, it's a very, very small detail within it, but I do think it helps that Rangers game next weekend is before Celtic's game because they now have the chance to apply more pressure by getting the win on Saturday against Hearts making it five points mm. and see if Celtic can apply the next day. What a quick hour that was. It must have been a busy weekend out there in Scottish football. Let's play this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. And the beauty of it is there's still a whole hour to get your calls in and add to what you've heard so far. But before we do that, a bit of fun. Beat the Pundit. Let's see if you have superior football knowledge over Andy Halliday or Roger Hanna on 0141-951-1025 and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here and you can join in on 01419511025. It was a lively start to the show. We heard some strong words from Celtic fans. Scunnered, disgusted, unable to discuss it fully with parents on the way out of the game. It's all happening really after that draw with Kilmarnock. So keep the calls coming on the title race. It was obviously a very big weekend on that front. Get your thoughts over to us now if you can. And if there's anything else out there on your mind... It's the same number to share it. Let me play this first. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, it's Beat the Pundit time. Let's see what we've got tonight. I'm trying to remember last week's... I think it was 4-1 to the Pundits last week. No surprises which one of your colleagues it was that let you down. Last week it was Gordon DL Did you see the video by any chance? I put it on social media of Gordon DL and Charlie Mulgrew Trying to identify Abraham Lincoln Yeah. So there was a random picture of Abraham Lincoln over there um, Ewan Cameron and and Stephen Mill It's a feature of their podcast Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it would be quite funny I thought I'll film the two of them trying to guess who who is in that picture It was Abraham Lincoln Wow, wow I heard a couple of Outlandish guesses It went from Winston Churchill To Albert Albert Einstein Einstein. It was quite something And you'll be pleased to know That pair are reunited Tomorrow night So we'll see what we can come up with Never guessing him Yeah don't give it away No think so No Gordon Dale's music knowledge Is better than you Oh I've just given away He won't be listening Don't worry He's busy tonight I'm told Uh, Cammy is in Pollock How's it going Cammy? Hey I'm alright I'm good you're a Rangers fan, Cammy, so a positive weekend for sure. How significant do you think that swing could be at the weekend? Yeah, it's massive. It's the first time in, I know people say 18 months, but it's been nearly two years since it was meaningful on the top of the league. Um, and we've not really played a golfing Celtic since then, so I think it's, it's massive for, for the fans anyway. The players, they'll just be taking one game at a time, hopefully. 
and they shouldn't be too phased by it. And just when you think the weekend can't get any better, you're going to try and topple the two big dogs of Beat the Pundit. You fancy it? Uh-huh, I'm up for it Good, I like it I like, I like the sound of Cammy's confidence there I must admit Let's do heads for Andy I think Cammy's Halliday. a player Do you think yeah, so? I, you yeah, can tell I, I agree with you Confidence in his voice I agree with you But I tell you what He's still no winning Cammy <laughs> Let's see heads for Andy Tails for Roger It's heads You're the one that's fired those shots ah, You're going to have to back this up Are you ready Cammy? I've, I've just had yeah, a text boy. message coming in Christopher from Ayrshire is listening Oh get Extra it. pressure on How, you can how, phone how, how are the sheep? All, yes, all yeah, yeah, he's fine, he's been reunited with him, yes He's one for one, he's beat the pundit career, Did he? you actually hear last night, uh, last week, the we had three tens last week? I heard uh, Kenny Miller's Followed up by, inexplicably, Marvin Bartley Wow And Mark Wilson, all got tens, three tens uh, Mark's got a bit, but Marvin, uh-huh. I'm sorry Incredible, uh, wasn't it? Did not expect it Anyway, let's give Andy some greatest hits radio to listen to So he can't hear us, we'll stick 30 seconds on your clock, Cammy and we'll get ready to go, okay? Yep, let's Top go. man, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Apart from James Tavernier, who else got a double in the Scottish Premiership this weekend? Long Shankland. Which Rangers manager signed Alfredo Morelos? Pedro Cusinha. What was the score between Rangers and Celtic in the SWPL yesterday? One each. Who are the only SPFL team with J in their name? St Johnston. Which current Hibs player has the most appearances for the club? Martin Boyle How many games did Michael Buell last as Sunderland manager? 12 Who missed St Mirren's penalty at the weekend? Obika What was unusual about Edinburgh City's last minute equaliser against Queen of the South on Saturday? It was offside (laughs) Okay It's a quick guess, I like that Let's bring back Andy, can you hear us? Yes What are you laughing at? (laughs) I'm just happy to see you, just smiling Ah, he's a player, Cammy (laughs) Let's go Right, 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions to Andy Halliday And your time starts now yep. Apart from James Tavernier Who else got a double in the Scottish Tiffy. Premiership? Which Rangers manager signed Alfredo Morelos? Uh, what was the score between Rangers and Celtic In the SWPL yesterday? 2-0 Who are the only SPFL team with J in their name? Uh, pass Which current Hibs player has the most appearances for the club? Uh, Hanlon How many games did Michael Beale last as manager at Sunderland? Uh, 12 Who's missed St Mirren's penalty at the weekend? Mandarin What was unusual about Edinburgh City's last minute equaliser against Queen of the South? It was in the 96th minute That would be really unusual wouldn't it? Uh, Cammy, what do you think? I don't know, close I think the Hibs one was Stevenson St John, Johnson Stevenson It's a good game I think that's that's about as close as I've seen to your bottle crashing The St Johnson one threw me off because I knew it straight away and then I knew Stevenson straight away <laughs> Scott Tiffany got a double not Lawrence Shankland So we'll go 1-0 To Andy Halliday Pedro Cachinha Andy's favourite Signed Alfredo Morelos Andy stays one in front However Rangers and Celtic In the SWPL 1-1 It was one all, And Cami got it So we're level No I've lost The only SPFL team with J In their name is St Johnson It's like a famous fact isn't it Because I think the only team they In Britain In any of the leagues in Britain So are we back to one up for Cami? Am I keeping the score correctly? Which current if Cammy got St Johnson, he's one up. Yep. Yep. The current Hibs player with most appearances. I don't know who was worse. Cammy going for Martin Boyle or did you pass it? I said Hanlon, but Stevenson. Louis Stevenson. Stevenson. To be fair, Hanlon's got like five hundred and fifty odd. I know, man. Stevenson's even more. So Cammy still leads by one. How many games did Michael Buell last as Sunderland manager? It's twelve. You both got it. Cammy still leads by one. Who missed St Mirren's penalty at the weekend? Mikel Mandron. Equaliser Andy Halliday 
Speaking about equalisers What was unusual about Edinburgh City's last minute equaliser Against Queen of the South Do you know, and, do you know what's annoying Andy said it was in the 96th minute Which I think is true yeah, well, If he thinks he's getting a point was. for that No I don't He's dreaming just, The goalie scored It was the goalie Rory Adams Against Marvin Bartley's back four do you think four. Marvin Bartley took that oh. A goalie scoring against him Well that was at Meadowbank I was in Gorgie on the other side of Edinburgh And I heard them Incredible Can I tell you something I've never won a tiebreaker Oh it's Tonight a bad time to night. bring that up It is a bad time to bring that up Okay Here's the deal Let's get the question ready Give us some tense music I'm going to read the question I'll get Andy Halliday to write his answer down I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Cammy. okay? Right, cool Right, it's quite a straightforward one this Well, in theory How many times have an Edinburgh team won the Scottish Cup? Write it down How many times have an Edinburgh team won the Scottish Cup? Show me your paper Andy uh, Okay, what are you going for Cammy? Ten Cammy says ten Andy says thirteen Oh wow Hibs three. Oh wow <laughs> It is close The oh, no. answer Is Twelve He's done it <laughs> I don't believe it I'm devastated Cammy You did not deserve to lose like that Apparently Nah Cammy that was, that was good That was a great game Hearts oh, eight Hibs game. three And St Bernard's won In 1885 Obviously Hugh, Hugh did say that was a That was quite a good final that I think He went along you think he did his first match report well, in I, I, I was, 1885? I knew Hibs was 3 and I just thought Hearts 10. So <laughs> St Bernard's never heard of in my life. Is that not a dog? Big Schnorbitz. Cammy, you deserved it. You deserve more than that, I should say. You're welcome back any time. Hard lines. Unlucky, Cammy. Thanks. Cheers, Andy. Brilliant. I like Cammy's style because he knows... I knew he was a player. You could tell you with could the tell with the boys, yeah. He's going to have to go for one of the big dogs on a Monday. So what, are we, what are we talking there score-wise? Five each? Something? No. No, not as much as that. Is it not? Four each, maybe. Four all. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you at St Johnston. St Johnston and Stevenson. Yeah, 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 my, my head went, by the way. The St Johnston one, my head went, then Stevenson. I, I went too quick. Honestly, see Cri- the, the, Christopher from Ayrshire says they were tough tonight. He's claiming he got seven. <laughs> claiming he got seven. <laughs> well, with no, with seven no independent verification, but he, he does say he listened and he says as a neutral, this fairly cheered them up tonight. I, I think that's doable. I think, because uh, on another night you're getting St Johnston and. Lewis Stevenson I think So what I know, did you I get wrong? I've never seen the, the Rangers sell to SPF I've never seen the game yeah, That's poor from you You're supposed to be a student Of the game But anyway 01419511025 See the, Shouldn't you think this show Like can't possibly surprise you Anymore Remember Michael The previous caller And he, was, and he just made a throwaway line About how he was talking to his mum After the game And That was about it really Just you know About Celtic's performance There's now a Twitter account Called Michael's Ma Ath Clyde Wan it's just tweeted me This is just bizarre What was the first tweet? Tell Roger Hanna I want a word with him Before he feels the fat end of my rolling pin Do you like Michael's mum? I've never met a good lady Well from your part of the world of course Michael was from Ayrshire wasn't he? Usually I even missed that was he? Drossen, I think. Oh, right, yeah. okay. The new king of Ayrshire is not Christopher, it's d- not d- Roger. Different it's Anton Dowds. Anton Dowds is the king of Ayrshire. The weekend, fantastic, yep. Yep, Scott Brown. Scott Brown, yeah. Results. Yep, um, not a 
classic weekend for the Airdrie back four of their goalkeeper I would say if you've seen the goals mm. but they still need to be scored and Anton's doing well just a very quick reaction to a couple of beat the pundit questions I want to get back to the phones Michael Beale 12 games yeah four, um, four wins five defeats three draws that's enough to get a sack it's not a terrible football. record but it's two big jobs two I mean they're failures on paper I think it was a classic example for me uh, the fans never really took to the appointment in the first place I just felt he was on a, a bit of a hiding to nothing he had to be almost perfect he wasn't and then it's costing me his job have you watched the latest instalment no. of Sunderland till I die no, in Netflix no, I've, not. I've seen there's a, new, there's a Newcastle one coming out as well I love the first one though yeah but these things seem to happen to Sunderland mm. so it time for it Michael Beale to go back as a number two perhaps I, I, listen I don't know I don't know. Uh, it depend, you know, a lot will depend on himself. I would liken it to remember Ian Cathro was very briefly in charge at Hearts, and it didn't really work out. And you wonder if he was cut out to be the main man. And he's gone back with his friend Nuno Espirito Santo. He's gone round the world, and he has had a great career coaching. You may well be right with Michael Beale. He might need to go back to being a first team coach, getting back in the grass and doing what he probably does best. And not related in any way other than another former manager from up here and it's got the Sunderland link and all that it's pretty sad news but Tony Mowbray we'd wish him well he's a former yeah, manager of yours former manager I mean got along with him really well as well fantastic man fantastic coach uh, really disappointed to see about his, his health issues yeah, he's, yeah, we wish, he's just taken over at Birmingham we he's wish him to all step the, back for yeah, medical we'll, treatment we wish him all the best from everyone in Super Scoreboard get well soon Tony absolutely right let's go back let's dive in again on these phones Bill is a Celtic fan. Bill, you're going to kick off the second hour. The first hour started with disgusted, scunnered, you know, titles gone, all that sort of stuff. Are you, are you on those same tracks or are you feeling a bit more calm about things? Well, I could use those words, but uh, <clears throat> I'll just make my own point, if you don't mind. You do what you like, yeah. Brendan Rodgers has said he wasn't surprised at Celtic dropping points again. To me, if he was doing his job properly, he should have been preparing for the Kilmarnock game you know, uh, and he would have he would have ensured that there was sufficient height and ball winning ability in, in the, the team. The likes of maybe putting the Rocky in at the back and Iowa to win the ball in the middle of the park. You know why did why was Starfelt sold? You know, we sold him when we didn't need to sell him, he was still under contract for a couple of years. Uh, Carter Vickers was injured and was likely to be out for a while. So we lost our total defence. Jota we got for £6 million, and yet we, we buy his replacement for half of that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're buying a Rolls Royce. <clears throat> We've got a Rolls Royce, and we're trading it in, and we're buying a Nissan. You know, it just doesn't make sense. You know, uh, we bought in two, you know, relatively inexperienced guys um, at centre-half, you know, to try and cope with the loss, to some extent, of Starfelt. And then... You know, when we had Jota in the team and we had Abada in the team, we were getting approximately almost 30 goals between the pair of them. You know, what do we do? We bring in players who are not up to that standard. And as far as I'm concerned, the Green Brigade have got a lot to answer for here. They're bringing in political flags and banners. They want to make a statement. Get them to make a statement outside the Scottish Parliament. It's not... Celtic fans don't want them demonstrating inside, so much so that this this boy now doesn't know whether he's coming or going. And it could take him long enough to try and recover, if ever, as a Celtic player. 
We've covered quite a lot of ground and given that these phone lines are red hot already and we're into the second hour, I'm not sure a debate on the ins and outs of Middle Eastern conflict and who should or shouldn't express that and the impact it has on people. We're probably not for right now, but you know, Bill's more than entitled to make the point. Um, this seems to be all on Brendan Rodgers at the weekend for Bill in terms of height and team selection. But then Bill himself would acknowledge it eats very quickly into issues about recruitment. Is any, I'm surprised we've got to this part in the show and Bill alluded to it with the height and no one's mentioned Burnaby and well, his, his part in the goal and the fact that he actually cost quite a bit of money. Well, he he didn't, it, listen, Celtic didn't lose the goal because it was a lack of height. Celtic lost the goal because Burnaby wasn't willing to defend a situation. He tried to buy the foul uh, from, from Watson. There was nowhere near enough contact to sort of thrust himself forward instead of competing for the ball because he was actually in a position where if he stays strong and competes for the ball, he's favourite for it. So it was nothing to do with his height. And uh, listen, Celtic seen a, a sufficient bid coming for Celtic Vigo where they felt they, you know, they, they got enough reinvestment in their money for, for Starfield. And well, then he invested that money in, in seven that and a half case, million the player, pounds. The player wanted to go as well. Yeah, the, and, the player was forcing the issue. And they felt they reinvested that money in two young centre halves in Lager Bielka and Narovsky. And it's been that sort of curious case at Lager Bielka where any time he's played, it seems as if you know he's caused a mixed opinion at points. But a lot of Celtic fans have really been happy with what they've seen. But it's another game where you know, he's nowhere to be seen. It's an interesting one because if you lose Starfield and you lose Jota. The injury, you don't know injuries coming. You don't know how Tati's going to get injured. Cameron Carter Vickers is going to injure Johnson. If you need to find replacements for Starfield and Jota when you sell them. And the point was made in the show on Saturday somebody criticised the Celtic board for a lack of spending. Hugh made the very good point probably 18 or 20 million pounds has been spent by Celtic in the last two windows. Now, what that falls back on is are you better going and spending it on 10 players? Or are you better going and spending proper sums of money, like the Jota money, like the Carter Vickers money, like the Christopher Julien money before that? Because, you know, Celtic aren't terrified of, of spending big fees. They do it when they need to look at Odds and Edward. I think, I think by, by Scottish standards, Navrotsky and Lager Bielka, I think they are they are proper money signings, are they not? Right, it might not be six million, but they were like four. Like, uh, listen, they, they, yeah. They are, like we've said it before, we're in danger of overall ground. They... There are now only two possibilities. Either they are serious, serious recruitment failures or Brendan Rodgers has got them wrong. It can't, you know, it has to be one or the other. So are you better though going and getting, rather than spending four million and three million, are you better going and spending seven million and getting a proper centre half? Do you think they did? Or see when you've spent money on Kuhn, on Yang, on Tilio and all these guys. See, at those margins, at those margins, is seven million definitely better than four, I suppose is what I'm asking. You mentioned Chris Julian, he was seven million. And he did well. He, 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 won, he won leagues and he scored the right, winner on the Old Firm Cup. You final. would never say he was outstanding. But that's the type oh, of money you need to oh, spend again. Gordon, Celtic supporter, last bill just now. Celtic supporters would take Christopher Julian back tomorrow compared to what's there just now. He was good, but I, I still feel like we're, that's more of an indictment and, and of what's there just now the, rather the, than how win, good he was. The winner Come on. thing as well Jota was £6 million, £6.5 million, probably one of the top five or six fees Celtic have ever paid for a player. And look what he did for the club. Last in the last window, Celtic have signed Tilio and Yang and Palmer and Kuhn. If you put the four fees together, it's probably Jota money. If you put the four players together, they're not as good as Jota. I just still don't think there's any guarantee that that means it's going to be right. I mean, Matt O'Reilly cost one point five, Kyogo cost two. I mean, there's deals to be had. Ultimately, though, you have to get them right. So, regardless of what type of fees you spend, 
Well, you need to do your due diligence when you come in. You, you, you're confident that they're going to make an impact at Celtic. But then I look at Laga Bielka, I feel as if he's not had enough opportunity to show that he's a good recruitment. Because I actually think, I, I mean, we've all watched plenty of him. I think there's been games where he's came in and done well. But it just seems as if he's completely out of the picture over the last couple of months. 0141 951 1025. Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One. Live. Celebrating the first 50 years Get Friday the 31st of May in your diary As part of our 50th celebrations We're going to take over the Oval Hydro And we want you to be there We've got some huge names joining us As we celebrate Clyde One And we're announcing our first artist This Wednesday on Bowie at breakfast Just after 8am However, if you want to secure your place Before the tickets sell out Get them now at Clyde1.com And make sure you hear that first big announcement Next Wednesday just after 8 Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here on 0141-951-1025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch. And please do. This is a great moment for a caption competition. Uh, on the live stream What is Andy Halliday Showing Roger Hanna On his phone Did you see the way Roger's eyes lit up What sort of content Should, we, Andy get, should we give 10 minutes worth of guesses on Twitter <laughs> I think we could I want to see someone Screenshot that Caption competition mm-hmm. Did you see somebody Dressed up as Hugh Keevans At the weekend Shall I give a hint what no, 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 I'll just leave it out there right, Okay, um, okay We could get some yes. With the glasses The grey hair Shirt and tie It's Michael's Ma's Instagram Is it <laughs> Stop it <laughs> Don't you dare Anyway uh, I actually have one of these Before we speak to Scott On the line The full time teaser With Universal Interiors East Kilbride Where their goal Is a better wardrobe Slat wall Home office Or media unit A scoosh for two men Of your capabilities Thanks to the crazy pony Who wants you to name The last ten Managers To win a Champions League Match And they also won The Champions League Or European Cup As a player so it's the last 10 managers to win a Champions League game who've also won the Champions League or European Cup as a player. Zidane. Yep. Ancelotti. Yep. Yes. Pep Guardiola. Yes. To be fair, actually, a couple are trickier than I thought. Um, uh, the German guy. Um, does European Cup count? Yeah. Uh, Beckenbauer. Nope. No. So ten managers have won a cha- just a single the, the champ- last ten to the win a Champions 10. League game, but just have also won a Champions and League qualifiers, Champions League group, and yeah. further on from there. I would guess so. Yeah. Conte. Yes. Okay. We'll leave it there, and don't forget you can send your questions in just like the crazy pony did tonight, full time at Clyde1.com. I've even got a prize to give away to you before the end of the show as well. We're giving lots tonight, so stay tuned for. That James, who was through, yeah, James is on the line. James, how would you describe Celtic's situation at the moment? Well, 100% it's the board to blame. They, they were supposed to have 70 million in the bank and they're giving Brendan Rogers peanuts to spend during the transfer window there. Rangers yeah. bought better players. I just don't understand what the board's all about. Poor old Brendan's getting the flag for it. 20, 20 odd million spent, is that peanuts? Well, they didn't spend twenty million during the transfer window, did they? Like, what, what was it the last throughout, two throughout the season? Yeah, the, the last, last two, two windows. No, I'm talking the transfer window there. How much did they give Brendan to spend? I think he bought two players. Oh, just in but, January, yeah, only three, three oh, million, I think, for Ken. 
Well, that, that's ridiculous. What are they keeping this 70 million for? What's it for? Well, I mean, Roger, I actually think there's a, a latest set of Celtic financial results due. Yeah, I think they were due, due any day now, due, yeah. Due any day now, so see what the latest figure is. If it was a lot of money, I think well, fans like James would phone up and, I, you know, hammer that point home. But Gordon, I've, I've no idea what the figures are. You know what the last figures were? I believe the Jota money's maybe coming into these figures. There should be some Champions League money coming into these figures as well. Even smaller things like the Starfield fee and things like that should be coming into the figures. So I would anticipate that the figures would be what the financial people describe as robust. Um, I'm less sure how those robust mm. figures will be welcomed by Celtic supporters like James who feel more money should be going out and coming in. Take, look, James James makes the, the criteria for this call, that's fine. If he's saying specifically January, more money should have been made available, fine. Can't argue with that, but... Brendan Rodgers has had two windows. It's not like the summer window was ages ago. We are talking about 20 million, surely. And fine if you want to say, well, I think it should have been 30. I think it should be 35 or 40. But surely within that 20, real focus has to go on how it was spent rather than the amount. I think there's a significant amount spent that you'd expect improvement in the team. But like you says, I don't think enough has came in and made a significant impact. The likes of Taylor and Lagabielkanovsky, as as we've covered. But, you know... Uh, it's, Scott was talking about the January transfer window I've said it numerous times I think Celtic and Rangers were going to be a lot more active than they were I, I was amazed that Celtic never brought in a, uh, in a left back it was the top from January the 1st that they were expecting to do so I think it's great for Celtic to see Greg Taylor back and I actually thought although it will get lost in the in the result I thought Greg Taylor was really good in the in the minutes he was on the pitch but I think Burnaby when he came on I thought there was a there was a downgrade in performance and that's why I thought a left back would be purchased So overall James, you think actually Brendan Rodgers, he's getting too much negativity? You think the, the anger should be directed elsewhere? Yeah, the question is, why are the board not spending the money? Is there something we don't know about? Well, I mean, Roger, it's, it's one of those things that has, for as long as I've been on this show or listened to this show, we're going way back. Every club always thinks that they should spend more, particularly Celtic fans seem to phone in because there is a lot of... yeah money there as well I think it's been spoken about before as well that sort of preparing for the day that you don't get Champions League and so on but then fans would say well you know how are we going to get better in the Champions League if you you don't spend that but it's multi-layered this we always look for that silver bullet spend more but that has to be linked with spend better it it just it simply has to I would would agree with that and then although sorry and then although James is wanting to absolve Brendan Rodgers largely fine but there's bound to be managerial failings in there. There's bound to be player failings. It must be more than this. The, can, the, the conundrum for Celtic supporters at the minute, Gordon, is they have seen Ange Postecoglou build a team over two years, win five trophies out of six. And when Ange Postecoglou left in the summer, if you'd said to James and other Celtic supporters, right, here's the deal, the club's going to spend £20 million in the next two windows to build in this team, they would probably have been quite content with that. I think the problem is the way the money has been spent and the lack of take-up by the new players who have come in the door. That's what's caused the problems, allied with injuries to key performers like Hitati and Carter Vickers and Johnson, and a dip in form from players like Kyogo and Callum McGregor. Okay, let's swiftly move to Scott, who's also on the line. Scott's in Easter House. How would you sum up your feelings at the moment, Scott? Is it all doom and gloom? Can you see any signs of optimism? How are you guys? Thanks a lot, firstly, for having me on. Uh, well, the last time I was on, you know, I think it was Mark. It was, it was the day after Hearts had beat his uh, Parkhead. Mm-hmm. 
And Mark was telling me to get used to it. My wee boy, he was crying, you know, in tears. And he was saying we were self-entitled Celtic fans. Now, in the grand scale of things, Brendan Rodgers, since Philip Clement has went to, to them across the city, he has lost 14 points. You know, Rangers have the chance to go five points clear on Saturday, which I think they will do. And they will have the foot firmly on our neck. We are slowly imploding. And it's no gradual. This is becoming ca- catastrophic for me. And mark my words, we will drop points on Sunday if we play like that at Fir Park. We don't have the best track record there. You know, looking back at Celtic's history, you know, we lost a title there on the last day of the season. We were we, we arrived practically guaranteed, thinking we were left in silverware. Rogers, in my opinion, has to go. He's lost that dressing room week after week. It's excuse after excuse, blame after blame. And he's still saying he doesn't have the quality in that team. Now, if you're a player, how is that motivating you to go out there and perform and do your job to the best of your ability? You, you're thinking the guy that's in charge doesn't want you there. You want somebody else. You're, you're second fiddle. Uh, they are potentially going to win a treble and possibly go to another quarterfinal in Europe. And I will vacate to the moon if that happens because I just can't take this anymore. It's, it's becoming abysmal in it's- Europe for us. And there's no way forward, I think, under Rogers. Take my word for it. It certainly feels like you've got a decent enough record at Fir Park. <laughs> I was thinking that. It must, must be, you know, you view things through your own lens. I don't know, an Andy Halliday winner at the weekend. That would, that would prove popular. Well, fingers crossed. I don't it? think Scott will agree with it. Parts of the... Listen, you fit? You fit to play? Touch wood. Touch wood? Touch wood. Listen, who knows? Um, Callum McGregor, owes you one. <laughs> We're not getting into that again, nah, surely. No, but listen, Scott's right. Celtic have dropped 14 points since Kamots came in the door. They've, I think they've gathered the same amount of points as Hearts and that, that sort of time frame. So, listen, it's not been perfect, far from it. But I've got to say, Gordon, I'm amazed at the amount of Celtic fans that have phoned up tonight almost surrendering the, the title already and saying that Brendan Rodgers should walk out the door because... I've said it a couple of weeks ago and my, my opinion's not changed. I think this is going to go right down to the wire. I think both teams will still drop points. Uh, and then obviously, you've got the small occasion of two old firms to come up as well that's going to make an impact on the title. I think if you're, if you're in the teeth of a title fight, and it is still a title fight, I would be astonished if Brendan Rodgers and Celtic parted ways. Now, I use that phrase because people are talking about, you know, Brendan should go, people are saying the board should act. I don't think anything will happen. I think everyone at Celtic Park will hold their nerve and they will believe they can ride out this storm that's covering the place at the minute and they will come, you know, they can come back. They've done it before. Um, but, you know, I get a taste for it on Saturday night, the phone in, we're getting another taste for it tonight. Clearly, there are a number of Celtic fans who have reached the end of their tether at the minute and want regime change. Um, uh, gamble responsibly and all that, Gordon. But am I right in saying that Brendan Rodgers is an early favourite for the Crystal Palace job? I mean, I did see that. That's bound to be that whole putting two and two together thing, is it not? I thought they had appointed someone. Oh, oh yeah, they have actually, haven't they? Yeah, Oliver Glasner. Glasner. Oliver Glasner. Glasner. Then, so rule them out then. That's, much, that's why yeah. you gamble responsibly. We'd be rule them out. We had a um, fan on Saturday saying they would take Michael Beale at the moment. I mean, I think it was one of those. He's available. He, he is indeed very much. Uh, available right thank you very much to Scott give us a call 01419511025 get all your thoughts in from the weekend we're minutes away from me giving you the chance to win a nice prize as well that's always good isn't it how are you two faring on this teaser uh, Xavi yep uh, Luis Enrique no um, Simeone nope 
¿Y vino que esté eso? No. ¿Xabi Alonso? No. Mm. Okay. We'll get back to Launch Mon Stewart's inquiry on Inzaghi. something. But um, no, not to doubt the crazy pony. No, he's not on the list. He is not on the list. Uh, right, keep those calls coming in. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get your thoughts in uh, after a fairly dramatic weekend. I think you'll agree in Scottish football. Um, you said you're touching wood in the fitness, Andy. You had. You, were you watching you would have been ineligible anyway to take on Hearts at the weekend were you there yeah I was there I, I, I met my good friend Roger before the game we had a nice chat um, Hearts and, are flying and, and what was the one prediction I gave you at the weekend Roger uh, Shankland would score Shank, no two predictions you said Shankland would score and that, <laughs> and that Liam Kelly wouldn't have the bottle to phone at 7 o'clock tonight both, both not true but Liam <laughs> Kelly did say he was going to phone for beat the pundit uh -huh. and he never but what, what, you, know, you forgot I, I, I predicted Livingston to beat St Mernon at the weekend oh that was right yeah it's got to be a result of the weekend, doesn't it? That's why I got it. Was my result, just, yeah. I saw them the week before, Gordon, when they won at the Thistle. And the manner in which they came back from 2 0 down to take it to extra time and win it in extra time, they did have a spring in their step that hadn't been seen at all this season. And you just wondered if they could beat if they could beat St. Mirren, which obviously they did, what that would do for them. Where do they go next? They're at Dingwall on Saturday. Actually, I watched I've, I've Watched them twice uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, Ross County at home, two each, and St Johnston at Rugby Park, where they lost one 0 And after seeing an upturning performance, the, the momentum's with them. The momentum is with them now. Going to County on Saturday, if they could win that, it's really game on. Jordan is in Hamilton. Jordan, how are things from a Rangers perspective? All pretty good compared to a lot of other Monday nights in the past year and a half, I would guess. Oh, I brilliant. Honestly, what a day I'd been at work this morning. I mean, it was uh, amazing. Are you one of them, Jordan? You just you don't hold back. You making life a misery for your colleagues here? Oh, not after the last eighteen months because I've been, I've had it in the last eighteen months and Celtic went that treble and then it was apparently it was finished in October and so I was letting them have it today. I bet you were. Um, to what extent then do you think this is this is it and you know Rangers will push on from here and win it or? How much caution do you have? So I, I'm, but it's, it's good. It's, it's all, all easy to get caught up in it and that. But I'm uh, being cautious just now because I'm a young Rangers fan. I've not really, I've seen them winning it, but there was no fans there. I've never experienced maybe a title race, so I don't think I've got the, quite get the bottle for it yet. But uh, no, I'm being cautious just now. But they're in a good position here anyway. What's pleasing you most? Well, I think the managers came in. He said the same group of players that the last manager had, and he's won 16 in his last 17 games. I mean, you look at the squad that he had, and half the players were, were written off at the start of the season. You look at Yelmaz was written off at the start of the season. Lundstrom was getting it, um, getting a bit of a Rangers fan. Dessers was a flop, and he's come in and he's turned the, at least a lot. I'm not, I think Dessers has still got a bit to go with that, but Lundstrom, one of the best players, we'd advance to be starting every game at left back. and I think the manager's uh, come in and done a, done a brilliant job. I, I don't think he's got enough credit for it either. I think Rangers have won the last 16 or 17 games in all competitions. and I think I've been listening all night and it's, it's Celtic fans are right because we're not happy and you get a good blast at that. But I don't think there's not been enough said about how good Rangers have actually been in the last five, five or six months. Yeah, I think. Uh, listen, I thought January was was massive. Uh, I still thought that they were going to bring in a left back. I thought they'd bring in another striker. But what I would say is the three that have came in the door. You know, the the unfortunate 
sort of thing about being a January recruit is you have to hit the ground running you don't have a bedding in period and uh, it's got to be said the early signs of Cortez and Diamandi I think have been really impressive uh, I think Fabio Silva's can p- contributed as well I don't think he's the goal scorer that the Rangers were looking for but I think he's shown he's going to be a good player within the within the squad again Philip Clement's rotating 4-5 a game you know Dessa scores a double during the week he doesn't play at the weekend you know someone comes in plays well Scott Wright comes in for McCausland they're making all these changes what I do feel is a is 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 a real advantage to Rangers is that defensive record you know that I'm a big believer Gordon at the end of the season you look at the goals against Tally and I think it can give you a good bearing of where the title is going to go four away goals Rangers have conceded all season I mean it's just Rangers have played St Johnson three times this season and not conceded a shot on target so for me I think that defensive record they've got the stability of Jack Butland and Connor goals and I think John Suter's done really well recently as well I think if they are to win the league I think that's going to be a huge part in it Thank you very much to Jordan on the line This is good, this is a bit different Let me tell you about this Right, I've given you a clue All this week on Clyde One We've got tickets for Ladies Day At the Coral Scottish Grand National It used to be a favourite of Gordon DL's When he was down at Air Race Course But he's, he's been banned unfortunately He's not allowed to go back to any social events In the Air area <laughs> But you can be there Friday the 19th of April And you can get your tickets for that and the rest of the meet at air-racecourse.co.uk However, we've got a pair to be won And all you have to do is guess a player That had a short spell in Scottish football In our quiz, not around for long Oh, I see what you did Get there. it? Yes, yeah, exactly see what, what we did, did there <laughs> So here's the deal I'm going to give you a clue And during the break you have to call me with the answer Who is this? I ended up at Celtic from Chicago in 2011 But only managed seven games at the club I used to be an underwear model and have 75 caps for my country and made over 200 appearances for Arsenal. Give me a call right now. 01419511025. Lines close at the end of the break. If you get through and get that right, you could be off to Ladies' Day at the Scottish Grand National on Friday, April 19th. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard There's still time to get your thoughts in on the weekend's football action Or anything else you may have for us But before the break, you said all this week we're giving you an extra special prize It is tickets to Ladies Day at the Coral Scottish Grand National Friday the 19th of April You can buy tickets at air-racecourse.co.uk But this is a much more fun Way of getting your hands on some So I asked you before the break To name this player Who was in Scottish football for a brief spell He was not around for long Get it? For long? It's like a a horse racing But yeah, you get it Anyway, I ended up at Celtic from Chicago in 2011 Only managed 7 games I was an underwear model Had 75 caps for my country And 200 appearances for Arsenal What player is it? We've picked a caller at random And it caller is... Andrew and Cardonald. How's it going, Andrew? Hi, good. Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I think that's a gentle clue for you. Can you tell me who the player was? Uh, it was Freddie Lundberg. It was Freddie Lundberg. Maybe not such a memorable Celtic spell, would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, didn't, didn't exactly do what he done at Arsenal, did he? Exactly. But he was not around for long, and luckily for you, your knowledge was good, Andrew, and you got a pair of tickets off to the Ladies' Day at the Coral Scottish Grand National, 19th of April. Happy with that? Thank you very much. Yeah. Easy as that, and we'll do it every night this week. Honestly, congratulations. You are good to people, honestly. Just great. 
first sound of that music Christopher from Ayrshire had to dash out and feed the horses <laughs> I bet he does he's still listening is he oh yes oh, oh yes any, uh, uh-huh. any guesses on what they're looking at on the phone uh, yeah I've had a couple so which one was getting a particular bit of um, attention where was it oh yeah there was one obviously because like, this is like the night where Rangers fans are getting a lot of sort of bragging in um Apparently, you were showing Roger a picture of Brendan Rogers, Michael Nicholson, and Peter Lawwell all shaking hands and laughing uh, with each That's other. That's not, not what I was showing. That was Stuart Mack who sent that one in. So, Square, if you the answer, I'll leave it a little bit. Nah, I can just leave it. Leave it to next week. Just keep them, keep them mm-hmm. guessing. I want to see the creative, creative attempts out there. Uh, right, what else have we got on this teaser? A busy, busy end to the show. It has to be said. Give me some guesses for, can you name 10, the last 10 managers to win a Champions League game who won the Champions League or European Cup overall as a player? You've given me Ancelotti, Guardiola, Xavi, Conte and Zidane. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yes, what I would tell you as well, during the break I realised there's actually an interim one on here. Because I was looking at the list thinking, when did he win a game as a, a manager? But basically he was a... Yeah, it was an interim. Michael Carrick. Ooh, good shout. Didn't expect you to get that. Well Only done. had three games, apparently. What about Frank Lampard? No. No. Frank Reichard? Nope. Too far away. A countryman of his in there, though. Is it Gio? No. Nope. Well, have you done it with Final? Oh, uh, Van Bommel. Uh, yes. No. Yes, 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 yes. Well, well, two to get. Yes. Very, very busy, very busy. Right, trying to fly through... He's what we call Jesus, that time of the night already. There is still time. Squeeze another call in if you so wish. Um, but we are frantically running out of time here between the horse racing tickets and the teaser. Uh, what else have you got that you need to get off your chest from the weekend? You too. Was a disappointment, Andy, in your Motherwell dressing room? I know that obviously hearts are flying. You go there, third best team in the country. But you'd have still had hopes of doing something, I'm sure. Yeah, still had belief you can go down and get points. Obviously, taking a bit of pride in the sort of small unbeaten league record moving on uh, I thought the first half Roger was there was, was fairly even Hearts had a lot of the ball but no chances on goal I thought Liam Kelly was largely untested uh, not the be- the two best chances of the half fault to us Lennon Miller I think for someone of his quality I'll expect to, to do a lot better uh, and then again thought we started the second half really well but you know, you've got to give a lot of credit to Hearts I thought their, their subs changed the game two subs at half time came on uh, and made an impact and then again the two subs after 60 minutes as well come on and make an impact as well the easy Hugh Keevans isn't here so I can use it narrative, narrative would be that this is a good time to play Celtic and <laughs> they're in they're fragile or whatever where's the balance between trying to like Im, 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 trying to embrace it trying to take advantage of any fragility that might be there but also being aware of <laughs> like how wrong that can go it, it can go very wrong and it, listen there's no doubt about it. For us to win the game or get points, we need to be very, very close to our best and we need Celtic to be off our best. It's as simple as that. And, uh, you know, we've seen the old firm drop points, expect they're in a bad run of form, they get a reaction and go and, you know, go and win the next game. So I, I think it's all about us trying to play the close to our maximum. Uh, we've done that a couple of times over the last recent weeks, but we know it's going to be a tough game. Celtic have got a lot of top quality players. We've touched on the Celtic result, the Rangers result, the Motherwell result. We've touched on the Livingston, it was Andy's result the weekend. The other two... Well, just as fascinating, Dundee winning mm-hmm. and Aberdeen and Hibs drawing because the gap, Aberdeen and Hibs are two of the big five. The gap's widening to the top six. They're running out of games to the top six, and it would be 
a major blow for either Aberdeen or Hibernian or both if they don't make it into the top six. In an incident that Neil Warnock described as manslaughter. I, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to like, you know, I was uh, passively listening and I thought, yeah. does when somebody he, not have to when he die for it to yeah, be manslaughter? We need, we need to get dictionaries out here. He also described last midweek VAR comparing it to a rising computer at the centre of the post office scandal. <laughs> so oh, the, um, the local reporters lapped that up. Did you hear the clip when I played it? Oh, no. they were the laughter. Honestly, it was like being at the Apollo. It was uh-huh. incredible. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very surprised that two penalties were not given in that game, though. Yeah. The handball. The handball from Nicky Devlin and uh, I think the Miofsky one as well. Yeah? Yeah. I think the Miofsky one's very similar to... To the, the rightfully given penalty if, 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 at if, Easter Road for If fan Josh Taylor hits as hard as David Marshall, your pal Jack Catterall doesn't I'm, have a no, chance. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? I was wondering how you've become embroiled in this. I don't know if anyone's noticed this. There's like a fight coming up, a bit of bad blood Very innocently. Between Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall rematch. Anyway, Jack Catterall tweeted today saying, Big shout out to Andy Halliday for the gifts for the press conference today. And I thought, how on earth have you got yourself in the middle of this? I know, I've been embroiled into a scandal from a very, very innocent incident, shall we say. But it's basically Josh Windass uh, had messaged me last week saying that um, a good friend of his is Jack Carroll's promo- uh, promoter. He's wanting to wear a couple of heart strips in the press conference against Josh Taylor, so he asked if I could send a couple of jerseys down. So I had no problem, sent them down to Josh. And Jack, Jack. Carroll, Jack Carroll's giving me a shout on Twitter. So now I'm anti-Scottish, I'm anti-everything. Exactly. So. You should be oh, incredible. I just thought, you just you get everywhere. So you're, you're just going to sit in the fence, you just want a good fight. That is the best exactly what happened. I was, see, to be honest, I couldn't care less about the fight because yeah. I'm not... You're a UFC I, I, man, aren't I, I'm you? I'm not a huge boxing fan anymore. I used to, I, I'm a UFC guy, so yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Anyway, there we go. He gets about this guy, right? I think that's pretty much it. It's been a really busy show. The beauty of it is we're back tomorrow. We do this every night, believe it or not. If you're new to the party, we will be back tomorrow night from six where you can air your grievances with us. Uh, can you name the last ten managers to win a Champions League match who also won the Champions League or European Cup as a player you've got Ancelotti Guardiola Van Bommel Xavi Conte Carrick Solskjaer and Zidane I feel like you gave away a very <gasps> Did I? I think you gave away a hint without knowing you gave away a hint because you told me it was one of his countrymen and I guessed a countryman no that was, that, head, was so Van, that was the Van Bommel oh quote. so it's not Philippe no. Koku no oh, I no, no 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 that was the that was the Van Bommel clue. Um, mm. Right, one of them. There's, there's got to be a German. No, they're both. Cardinal they're both no. the same nationality. French. Spanish. French. No. Oh, they French. Italian. Yes. Told you. Oh wow. It's no sorry. No. But, I mean, that, that was if we're talking bigger. about brilliant midfield players, just. Made it look so easy. Pirlo. Yes. And the other one, currently managing, I believe. You've said Catus, haven't you? He's been sacked, by the way. Yeah, sacked by Marseille, yeah. Uh, Fiore. No. Is it Spa? No. AC Milan. I thought Stefano Fiore was it. Yeah, so da. Pioli. Pioli I was, well, I was so confused Because I know not to doubt you But then I know not to doubt The crazy pony oh, And I was just stuck in the, the middle How did Pioli win The European colour? Um, I don't know Let's look on his And he's won games this season I still don't really remember I was a player At that level Pass. Never mind Well done Back tomorrow at 6 Have a good night <laughs> <laughs>